0: I'm live again I was just alive It's crazy Oh, excuse me That's rude. Coffee's ready, tablet's here, birds are chirping Must be time for first cup I got this And here we go In three, two Good morning, everybody. Welcome. Today is Wednesday, July 8th, 2020. My name is Jeremy, and this is my first cup of coffee. Oh, that's good. That's good. I think I need to get back into dark roast. I think I've been missing dark roast. Coffee. Who figured out coffee? tea I get, you take it, you dry it, you put it in stuff water but you can't do that with a coffee, you gotta you gotta roast it I mean, not just cook it, but you have to roast it who said, you know, I bet if we pick these things and then dry them actually I don't know if they dry them first and then put them over fire for a while and then grind them up and then make tea out of it that'd be good in some way. I have no idea who decided that. No clue. <sighs> Somebody did. Wasn't me. Well last night's episode of Let's Look at Clive went great. I wanna shout out Gabe for doing such an amazing job putting together the content and running the controls. Yeah, this was the first time I didn't do all the clicking around on things and it went so much smoother. Oh, it was awesome. It really, I really had a lot of fun doing it because I just got to do the part that I think I'm I'm good at and that I enjoy. I mean, not that I don't enjoy the other stuff but it's hard to do it all at once and so I got to respond, kind of like I do here except instead of me looking at the comments on here I just, it popped up on the screen and I talk about it It was great and uh, actually that show is going to go live on YouTube tonight at 9. So if you missed it, you can check it out tonight. Have the, the rebroadcast. Um, what else? What's going on? Oh, you know, tonight. Tonight is the How Schools can, H- can Survive Through COVID-19 session that I'm doing with Sensei Craig Wareham. So don't miss that. That will be Zoom. Uh, we'll put the link and every, all that information in the event as we get closer. Not gonna do that right now. Um, what else happened yesterday, Cat? What else did we do yesterday? You slept all day, like all day. She barely moved. She's old. She's get. I feel like she got older in the last month, like a lot older. She sleeps even more than normal. It was hot yesterday. I recorded a great episode. Had a guest come on who told me... "Oh, you know, you're going to have to ask follow-up questions because I answer very bluntly, very simple, one-word answers. Okay. I don't think that'll happen, but... Sure. And what did it turn into? It turned into him talking a lot. I barely had to follow up. It's usually what happens. When you've done... Gosh, how many interviews have I done? Let's say 275 interviews. You tend to see the commonalities in people. What else? Fight program is off for some more evaluation from someone. Got verbal approval on my biggest client yet. We should be handling the money stuff today and tomorrow. If that goes through then uh, I'm going to be pumped. This will be a big deal for me. So relax. Um, What else? Went to the gym for 45 minutes if that. Didn't have a ton of time in between some things. But got a quick workout in. Came home. Shaved. Went live in front of people. I was going to say dozens of people but it wasn't even dozens. It's an interesting show. It's a unique show. It's not, it's not like anything else. If you don't follow along with what happens at Whistlekick, it's, not, it's probably not going to be something that you dig. It's good conversation. It's funny. It's... It's what's look live. There's nothing else like it. And so t- today, what's going on today? I have a client meeting in the afternoon. I coach some CrossFit. Attempt to be productive before that. I gotta figure out how to make it not so darn hot in that room. I don't know what I'm gonna do because it's small and between all the electronics and my body heat and the light, <laughs> which I've even changed them out for LEDs. It's so hot in that room. I just yesterday was eighty four degrees and it must have been ninety plus in that room. I'm gonna fill a bucket with ice water and stand in it while I record or something oh, that's good. yeah let's see what you all wrote in let's, this is uh, this is what we do on this show isn't it You you say things and I talk about them so this is Jen and is this in response to anything yesterday I don't think so okay there are no bad students, only bad teachers. Is a quote I have heard and seen repeated in several contexts. I agree. As martial arts instructors, we have a unique opportunity to reach students who come from many different places in life. What are some of the ways you've found to reach challenging students? First off the quote, I agree mostly. Not entirely, but mostly. There are circumstances where... Students need to go. They're not common. Uh, Back when I had my karate school, there was a student who... Was incredibly disruptive and... Was bringing everyone else's learning down. And the parents and I spoke and we agreed to private lessons. Which went much better. And... Honestly, most of this child's problems were his parents indulging him in whatever he wanted all the time. That was what I saw. They just gave in to his demands. He was like eight years old and ran the family. It was gross. And there is some of that out there. But when... That doesn't mean I wasn't able to make an impact. It doesn't mean I wasn't able to reach him. And I've seen other martial arts instructors... uh, For example, my taekwondo instructor is the best I've ever seen with children. This is one of the things I love about him. It's one of the reasons that I continue to train with him. is because he's so darn good with kids. And I've learned a lot being around him and watching him, watching his patience, watching... His ability to let things roll off his back. Kids do ridiculous stuff, sometimes rude and mean stuff. And you gotta let that go. And he's great at that. So strategies for reaching challenging students. We talked a little bit about this on live last night. This idea that motivation comes from a lot of different places. And a good instructor is able to read between the lines and figure out what kind of motivation... And encouragement or or guidance a student needs. When we talk about challenging students, we're usually talking about children. Not just because of the statistics of of children um, making up most martial arts classes. But because children don't really choose whether or not they do things. Right, Their parents do. If an adult isn't having a good time, they're probably not going to show up to martial arts class. They probably won't go. They'll probably drop out. Maybe they have a bad day once in a while and you got to work through that. But it's not a systemic problem as frequently. Why do kids act out? Why does anybody act out? They act out because they're looking for attention. They're not getting something that they feel they need. Maybe they need love. Maybe they need encouragement. Maybe they need discipline. Maybe they need to feel safe. And I was about to say, kids, people, people don't know how to ask for those things. People do not know how to say what they really need. Here's a great example. Unrelated to martial arts. A, an acquaintance, someone that I, I haven't seen in person in a long time, but I knew years ago, posted something on Facebook and it wasn't it might have been mildly political Uh, it was related to the um, the largest ever sports contract being signed Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs signing this uh, enormous 10-year contract and so he posted something and I responded and I thought I was opening a dialogue I thought we were gonna have a conversation about economics and the free market and things and it turned into hate just these horrendous insults and calling me ignorant and all the... And, and, and I'm reading this stuff, going, what's going on? And so after a couple messages of me trying to say, what do you... I don't understand where we're going so skew here that you're attacking me. And him continuing to attack me, I sent him a message. And it took us about a half hour. And it became very clear to me early on that he was so used to... people that disagreed with him being angry and inflammatory that he could not handle having a a sensible conversation over a place in a place where we disagreed. Ultimately we found out we didn't but he was so ready to fight. Probably because he's struggling with something going on right now. He told me a few things that he's struggling with and So I was patient and was I his martial arts instructor in that case? No, but it's the same kind of thing. You read between the lines, you figure out what people need and you try to give it to them as best you can without compromising the needs and the education of the other students in class. Sometimes that means being kind. Sometimes it means being harsh. It's always from love. And sometimes you can't make a difference. Some students just... They either require more than you have to give. Or... The return on that investment is not worth it. Because you... At certain times you're no longer investing only your time. But you're investing other students' time. If you have 10 students and one student requires 50% of your attention. That is unfair to the other students. Maybe that student requires 15 or 20%. Okay, I can make an argument for that. But when one student requires the majority of the attention, that is unfair. Because what happens? You start to dread that student coming in. All the other students dread that student coming in. The parents, the spouses, people on the side look at it and they start to question your leadership skill because you're allowing these things to go on. Six months is the maximum in my mind. If you have not brought someone in line in six months, you probably need to go. If you've given it two classes, it's probably not enough. But you need to run your school your way. You need to understand that everybody has different needs. And your needs as an instructor are important. You know, it's the, it's the whole... It's the cliche of you got to put your oxygen mask on before you put somebody else's on. If you're not taking care of yourself and providing your, yourself a great platform to teach your students, everything else is, is lost. Do not make one student more important than every other student combined. two quotes from Frank one becomes a beginner after 1,000 days of training one becomes a master after 10,000 days of practice Masoyama, founder of Kyokushin I think it's easy to define a beginner what's a beginner? a beginner is, is someone who knows a little bit the idea of a little bit is really subjective Here we have Oyama saying it's a thousand days of training. Okay, I mean that's at least three years. It's a lot longer than most people. Most black belts don't have a thousand days of training. If you think about it. Most people who earn their black belt don't have a thousand days of training when they receive it. Hopefully they go on and they have far more. Two to three days a week. 150... 100 to 150 days a year. 6 to 10 years. Most people don't take 6 to 10 years to earn a black belt. But that's okay. That is okay. But the other part of this. the, The difference he's making between training and practice. I'm not quite sure where he's going with that. Practice, I guess you could say it's on your own, but it doesn't have to be. If I practice martial arts, I could do it alone. I could do it with other people. I could do it in a class. I'm still practicing. So I'm not quite sure what he means by this. But clearly, he's making a distinction between a thousand days and ten thousand days. A few years and a few decades. I don't like the term master. I have not liked the term master. Ever. And I don't like it for one reason. When you talk about mastering something, you are, by definition, Claiming that there is very little left for you to know. Forget about martial arts. Forget about something like that. If I have... Mastered woodworking. Let's say he's a master woodworker. What does that mean? He knows everything about woodworking. Now that may not mean you know absolutely everything... But offhandedly, we're going to, most people are going to define it that way. A master mechanic knows everything about cars. No one says, you know, my mechanic knows a lot about cars. But there's so much more that he doesn't know. Right? You probably wouldn't bring a car to a mechanic like that. But when we, we read, when we talk to... The best martial artists. The ones who continue to get better despite being amazing. They seem to have this in common. This recognition that there's so much more to learn. That perpetual white belt mentality. And I feel that that mindset is in opposition to the term master. Master. I do not believe that the term master in English is appropriate because of the. because of what the term carries with it. And I I don't mean anything historically or politically. I, I simply mean if I say, hey, you've mastered this, the gut instinct is, all right, I don't need to do so much of it anymore that's how we use that term I don't like that when you start talking about doing something for decades yeah, you know a lot maybe you've even mastered it I I, I don't even know what have I mastered nothing I haven't even mastered being me because I keep changing I haven't even mastered feeding my cat because I gave her more food and she walked away from it. There's always room for growth. There's always room to do more. Who has a harder fight than he who is striving to overcome himself? Thomas A. Kempis Who has a harder fight than he who is striving to overcome himself? We had a quote Was it yesterday? Let's see. I think we had one yesterday Only through a training will a person learn his own weaknesses He who is aware of his weaknesses. No, it wasn't that one There was one about sides different sides of yourself and, uh, no, I'm not going to dig into it anymore and now I forgot what I was talking about who has a harder fight than he who is striving to overcome himself no one when you battle against somebody else Or something else. In any way. You have something to push off of. You have... If you're... If your opponent throws a punch. You have something to react to. If... If you're trying to... Hike up a mountain. There is a... There's a... A defined height. That you're climbing. And... Neither you nor the mountain control it. It's there. It's explicit. But when you're trying to overcome something in yourself. You have to. Provide. Both halves. Of that relationship. You have to. Relent. The thing that you are. Trying to change. And. Provide enough. Energy towards overcoming that. You have to do both simultaneously or it doesn't work. If you're trying to be better than somebody else, it doesn't matter what they do. You can always do more. But you can't do more than yourself. It's a logical uh, uh, contradiction. It doesn't happen. So how do we fix that? How do you... Overcome yourself? You can try to apply more energy... Which is what most people do... Or... You can try to relax. This is one of the things... And it's interesting that... That Frank's chosen this quote today. Oh, there's a woodpecker out there. As I've... Been working on a few things in, in my own life... One of the... One of them... That I'm fascinated with is this idea that. I'm getting better at certain things by doing less. My. The biggest change I've made physically in my body. Is that I walk more. I don't go to the gym as much. I don't lift as often as I did. I walk more. And that has made more of an impact. On my health. Than I ever would have imagined. I could go to the gym seven days a week heck twice a day and just lift and lift and smash my body and be injured all the time and maybe reach the physical goals I have or hmm, I can relax into it I brought up the incident with my friend yesterday he came at me, he was attacking me I could have met him there Part of me wanted to. I was angry. Why are you insulting me? I'm trying to have a conversation with you. But I kept... Being calm. I remained calm. I was relaxed. I was kind. And eventually... He calmed down enough. And it worked. If there's a finite amount of energy because there always is and you are controlling both halves, right? Maybe it's a yin-yang or something. There's a finite amount of energy and you're trying to overcome something and you're the one responsible for the amount here that has to be overcome. The more you can relax the less energy you have to expend here and to overcome. (sighs) You could call it surrender. You could call it Relax, you could call it giving in. Going with the flow, being water. I mean, how many how many analogies and cliches do we have to express this? There's a reason. Let me read it one more time. Who has a harder fight than he who is striving to overcome himself? If you've learned how to work with yourself it'll go a lot better. Don't fight yourself. Work with yourself. Good stuff today. Thank you to Frank and Jen. All right. I'm gonna go. I feel good. I slept well. Good show before I went to bed. Good show after I woke up. And I slept on a new pillow. I mean, what's better than that? All right. couple things to remember. First, tonight's live call. Specifically for, but anybody can attend. We've got 50 slots open. Well, we have 50 slots total. I don't know how many are open. For... My conversation with Sensei Craig about martial arts schools and surviving COVID-19. I don't know if you're watching, but restrictions are coming back in. We are... many places are going to be back to Zoom classes. And if you think your students are going to tolerate the exact same thing again after having restrictions lifted, not all of them will. I am concerned for a lot of schools right now. And we're going to do everything we can to help schools survive this. This is free and we are not selling anything. So find that on Facebook. Uh, go to the Whistlekick page, you'll find it under events. Two, if you want to leave questions or comments for me to respond to tomorrow, drop them below. I'll respond to them. If you listen to this in audio, you can email me, Jeremy at Whistlekick.com. And if you want to support the work that we're doing here, all the things that we do, most of it's for free. Two things, make a purchase at Whistlekick.com, use the code FIRSTCUP15 for 15% off. Or Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash You can help offset our costs with a a small monthly donation that gets you even more content. I I put up a blog post yesterday just for Patreon people. That's it. I hope you have a great day. I hope you consider some of the things we talked about today and I hope you find them helpful. I'll see you back tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Peace.